When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Real Life Real Crime Daily for Wednesday, May 31st. And I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Woody Overton. And I'm Mike Agavino. Boys! Sop. Back, back in effect. In, that's it. Back, back in the After saddle. Memorial you were a, Day. You were a cooking machine this yeah, weekend. I triggering it up two days in a row. I mean, it's just easier to cook on the trigger, right? I hit it and forget about it, basically. Then I, then I look like a superstar. I'm talking about no, but you that. really look like you know what you're doing. Uh, You've got you know stuff in different places at yeah, different yeah, temperatures, well, doing all kinds yeah, of. Yeah, it's all and it keeps it within five degrees and everything, and pretty much hit it and forget about it. You you can even monitor it from your phone. Yeah, yeah. can you? Well, really? it's going to yeah. be the monitoring control from your wow. Phone. Yeah. It's going to be the true test because I'm a barbecue moron. I f yeah, well, everything up. Can't I can't even work up. that stupid. You can't mess it. Green, look, uh, yeah, you get cheap. Cook cheap meat too, man. Leg Come quarters on. and shit like that. That's the best, right? The, the uh, holidays, like you know, this Memorial Day, and I hope y'all had a great one. Y'all always get the, mine the cheap stuff. Ones, really? No, mine really sucked. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, sorry to hear that. No, my my wife decided that it would be a good time to redo her closet <laughs> over Memorial Day weekend. Yeah. And oh my, God. my wife hires people to do work around the house, like the same way you adopt a puppy. Like she goes to all the places where, you know, the downtrodden and rejected like people Home that Depot do construction the, the day would be outside, yeah. and it, you know, the, the more pitiful their life story, <laughs> the more likely she is to hire them. Yeah. So we have this guy that I, I mean, impossible to communicate with him. Um, no, I, you must no, 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 he's Rosetta not. Rosetta Stone. No, or? no, 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 he's not, yeah. he's not, uh, not foreign. Uh, no, no, not foreign. <laughs> impossible, God. just impossible to communicate with him. Yeah. And uh, what was described as something that based upon the plan she gave him was going to be a, a couple of day job. I mean, damn, how big is the closet? This guy, <laughs> this guy was sanding for he was in my house until 10 o'clock last night. He's, he's not done. He's coming back. So he's got air conditioning. He's coming back today. And I'm just looking at her like, you know. At, I don't know if at, I'd have him there without you being there, Mike. No, but at some point, it you know, you just, you can't adopt a puppy every time you have yeah. to do some work in your in your house. So yeah. I'm well, sorry, honey. Sorry. I said some nice stuff about your Reese's eating habits, I yeah. think, last week. So. I want to know what size closet your wife has one. It's got a worker in there for three days on it. <laughs> it's um, it's not that big a closet. I, I don't understand yeah. uh, exactly, but you know, some things you learn to keep. You know what? 
It's the last day of May. Mm-hmm. And we're about to lay down some true crime. We want to thank everybody for liking and subscribing and following and, and making this show the success that it is. Let's roll with it. It's a great May. Thank you all. Indeed. Record May. Hey, y'all, let me tell you about some another tragic story. It's still happening um, and unfolding as we speak, so we'll bring you some more updates. But in Miami, Nine people, including four minors, were transported to area hospitals following a mass shooting at the Hollywood Broadwalk on Monday afternoon. Jesus. Right? A City of Hollywood spokesperson confirmed nine people had been shot. Four of those were minors, ages ranging from one to 17 years old. The ages of the adults were 25 to 65, and one is in surgery and the other is in stable condition. So it's just tuned. purely random. Right. I mean, another senseless thing on, on a holiday weekend, and everybody's trying to enjoy themselves, and there you have it. But we'll bring you more updates as we get them. Wow. Record made. For a life will cry. All right. The, pro- the probable cause report has been released in the case of an East Texas teenager who reportedly murdered his immediate Family on May 23rd, and I mean yeah. his family. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Caesar Alotti, 18, is accused of killing four people, his parents, his brother, and his sister among them. Jeez. One of the victims, uh, Ada Mendoza, was shot repeatedly, the report says. The other victims have been identified as Ruben Alotti, Lisbeth Alotti, and Oliver Alotti. All four people were shot dead, y'all. Uh, Oliver is under the age of 10. What? Officers got a call to the house, and when they got there, a man named Joseph Fledler, 35, ran from the home and reportedly told officers that Caesar was inside and had told him he had killed the rest of his family. At that point, officers called for backup, and they made a perimeter around the house. Uh, Caesar was eventually taken into custody after negotiators on scene got him to come out of the house. Police on the scene were told by friends and neighbors that Caesar lived at the house with his mother, father, adult sister, and younger brother. Four bodies were found in the bathroom of the house, the probable cause report stated. Wow, four in one bathroom. Four in one bathroom. Officers report finding multiple spent shell casings on the floor and blood splattered on multiple surfaces. Police say it appears the victims have been shot in four different areas of the home, and they were actually all drugged into the bathroom. Otherwise, that would have been unusual, right? Right. Fledler told police he and one of the victims, Lisbeth, worked together, and she had not shown up for work that morning. Other friends and family had called the church where they were working to look for her. Fledler said he and his wife went to the house to check on Lisbeth, but nobody answered the door. While they were there, another family member showed up, forced her way inside the house to check on the family. When they got inside, they say Caesar confronted them, brandishing a gun. Fledler and his wife left the house and kept talking to Caesar. Fledler told police that Caesar told him that he killed his family because they were cannibals and they were going to oh, eat him. Yeah, I saw that. Fledler said Caesar pointed the gun at him repeatedly while they were talking and at one point brandished a knife as well. Oh. Caesar called 911 at one point and said he had pulled the trigger and shot his family during the call. He reportedly said he had shot four family members and identified his father, Reuben, by name. 
Caesar was taken to jail and booked for capital mm. murder. Mm. Strong probable case for uh, being legit crazy. At least yeah. he reported himself and everything. I, I, I shot him because all four uh, of his family members, crazy. man. She must have been on some bad. Well, and the other family baby. member that showed up and came in, he decided to spare. Yeah. Interesting. So and he, didn't he wasn't hell bent on killing everyone, I guess. Yeah, he still killed them all. And Texas, they'll kill his ass if he didn't get a good attorney. Oh, yeah. And it just blows my mind that, he, like you said, Woody, he's probably on some probably PCP on some that, or yeah, something. Well, that's the case I had. Uh, told him real life real crime where the guy cut the baby out of his wife's stomach uh, uh, when she was nine months pregnant, but he was high on the on legal on that uh, synthetic. That was marijuana. a horrible. And thing he called nine one one. He said, "Yeah, I, I just did this, and the devil was in there, and blah blah blah." So maybe this guy. It doesn't matter for whatever reason he did it. There, four people lost their lives. Can you imagine being murdered by your son or by your daughter? No, be crazy. Oh, and it's not that uncommon. That I saw the picture of this guy. Yeah. He looks like the guy that would do. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. looks like he uh, definitely was uh, uh, was impacted by something. But uh, that is that is brutal. I want to give you an update on a story we talked about uh, actually on Monday's show, which uh, unfortunately sometimes we'll uh, get a show and we'll do it a day or two before, and then something happens either the day that that show is released or maybe the day before and uh, you know, uh and it's okay but we're we're in the works and starting a 24-hour news broadcast where we're gonna live in the studio <laughs> and every time something comes out we'll be instantly be able to put it out we're don't gonna, give we're mike gonna, any idea we're gonna draw straws on that to see who gets to live in the in live in the studio yeah. but uh, but the story that we have been following about these two inmates in ohio who escaped that. from prison uh one of whom uh, Woody affectionately nicknamed Butterbean. Yeah, I saw that. Butterbean. Uh, if you recall, the two uh, Gillespie and uh, and Butterbean were uh, after they had escaped, which we later found out they had hidden in a dumpster in the prison. And then when uh, the garbage was picked up, they got right. outside the prison and then got outside the dumpster. So these guys were smelling pretty fresh when they met right. uh, the free world. But uh, but they had stolen a car, gotten in a car chase with police, and uh, uh, Butterbean had lost a uh, foot race against the cops, yeah. and they got a hold of him. But Gillespie was on the loose, and the the police had given uh, some you know, very big warnings to uh, the public to be on the lookout for this guy and not to engage him because he's a dangerous dude who was in prison for uh, uh, double murder, and uh, and so. Things didn't end up so well for Mr. Gillespie. A little bit strange because we don't really know how this happened. But on Sunday, his body was found floating in, I think it's the Henderson River or the Henderson River Front in Kentucky. Um, and uh, uh, as far as I can tell with the different reports that are out there, there was no, he wasn't uh, shot or beaten or, I mean, there was... No signs of uh, some other cause of uh, death other than drowning, but I don't know why the the guy would have uh, gone in the river. Or maybe he was trying to swim uh, across or something. But uh, but the good news is that uh, that he has been caught. The bad news for uh, 
Bradley Gillespie, after all of that, is he won't get to be rejoined with his good buddy Butterbean back that. in the Ohio uh, prison. He'll uh, he'll have a, a smaller cell about six feet underground that uh, will be his next well, stomping I, ground. Let me tell you about another story, y'all. Yeah, you like Halloween? I do. Yeah. One of my favorites. I mean, my, Halloween is probably my favorite holiday besides uh, – Wait, you celebrate Halloween? Do does your wife get a gift on Halloween? Uh, no, okay. <laughs> my wife gets a gift every day. I so you, you get candy and sex, and uh, yeah, a gift abs- is not necessary. Absolutely, just wanted to make and sure. It's, and it's trick or treat, right? Give some meat. The but in Florida, this guy wasn't even Halloween. And, um, he dressed up as a cat. Yeah. Right? And in a cat suit. And Jim, I know you don't have a problem with, uh, with people dressing up in costumes. No. Uh-uh. But in Gainesville, Florida. This dude that dressed up as a cat, he's now charged with first-degree attempted murder for stabbing his roommate. His name was Gutierrez, and he was wearing a cat costume at the time he did it. And when the roommate asked him why he attacked him, Gutierrez reportedly said it was instinctual. (laughs) (laughs) According to the rest report— That's as good an excuse as any. According to the rest report, the victim was was in his room on Tuesday when Omar— uh, Gutierrez, 32, walked up behind him wearing a cat costume. He then plunged a knife into the back of the roommate's neck. Mm. Right? When detectives spoke with the um, roommate at the hospital, he explained that Gutierrez said a week earlier he was not above killing him. Gutierrez claimed that the roommate hurt his cat. So he, no. Oh, he hurt his yeah. cat. So he was actually dressed as his cat. It was I, his cat's he became revenge. His cat. it, was cats, it was his cat's revenge. Super, super interesting. The case I had where the girl overkill, where she stabbed her, her, her significant other 27 times before driving to the bar room on a golf cart. When we got the confession on her, she said she did it because he hurt her cat. Hmm. What, you know, uh, people oh. people don't play around when it comes right. to their pets, what, 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 yeah, that no, the, documentary was says don't fuck with cats or you know what I'm talking about. Netflix. I ain't never seen it. But I hadn't seen it either. But I saw it. It's called Don't Fuck with Cats. Don't fuck with cats. Yeah. Damn. Well, the cat costume is an interesting effect. Hey, and you know what? The speaking, of, I want to make this clear because we get I get a lot of messages about it. Regular real life real crime drops on Tuesdays for now. It's probably going to change to Monday here directly. But y'all. When you go to the feed, you get Real Life Real Crime Daily. We're now bringing it to you four days a week. But the regular Real Life Real Crime, it says RRC Original and has the name. And then also go check out Bloody Angola because that bitch is blowing up for good reason. Yes. All right. So a man has been accused of severing a pedestrian's arm in a hit and run in Baton Rouge. Wow, that's so a little local story the, here. The, the lady... Just had her arm ripped off and died in your arms. Yeah. yeah. People getting their arms ripped mm-hmm. off left and right. Crazy. A man is accused of felony hit and run after striking a pedestrian and severing the man's arm, and he has surrendered to state police. Mm. And when he turns himself in, state police find a little marijuana on him. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. So, oh, they, great to turn so guess what they did? Now. They booked him on an additional right. count. Nice. You better believe it. Uh, Kyron Fisher, 25, surrendered Monday on accusations first raised after a pedestrian was stuck on Segan Lane near I-10. It's a major uh, road there in Baton Rouge. Uh, During his detainment, troopers located marijuana on his person, and Mr. Fisher was transported then to the East Baton Rouge Parish Jail, where he was booked for possession of marijuana as well as the initial warrant. 
Oh, for ripping somebody's arm off? Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the Signal 14100 hit and run. There you go. And Sergeant McGee uh, noted that he visited with Fisher late Wednesday and formally accused him of the hit and run driving with serious injury, obstruction of justice, criminal conspiracy, and negligent injuring. Investigators say Fisher and two passengers conspired to deceive police. Imagine that. Uh, With one saying she was a witness to the crash, but failing to tell anyone that she knew who had hit the pedestrian. Mm -hmm. The other passenger was accused of calling 911, but not telling dispatchers all that he knew. Like the arm got ripped off? (laughs) Or who did it? Uh, The female passenger videotaped the victim screaming and texted it to Fisher. According to the warrant filed after the arrest of the other passenger, Marcus McNair, police have not identified the woman beyond providing her birth date. She is 25. Yeah, for her. her. uh, Can you imagine getting your arm, first of all, getting hit by a car, but then getting your arm ripped off? Yeah, I know. Holy shit, man. That'd be horrible. I mean, everything's right there. Hooters and Twin Peaks and everything is right there at that intersection. Yeah. Notice how Really so back to you food, would think there would be beer. more people, more people that would have seen things there, but well, I mean they got it on video. Yeah, I mean that's cancel your next fifteen Christmases because your ass is going to prison. Well, we got a lot of listeners in the city of Dallas. We do, we do, and I live there in Farmers Branch. And my baby sister is a judge in Denton, just north of Dallas. And Mike's going to be spending a good deal of time up that way when my son heads off to school. Where's he going to? He's going to TCU. Cool, man. Well, cool. I just know, I just lowered my chair by about four feet. Yeah, he was back up. <laughs> what the hell happened there? Uh, this is a weird one. The Dallas Independent School District has apologized for sending grade schoolers home with Winnie the Pooh-themed books on proper conduct during active shooter situations. So the school district decided to uh, to use a Winnie the Pooh theme to educate the kids mm. on active shooter situations. All right. Uh, it's really a booklet. So uh, uh, this is a, uh, a quote from the school district. Recently, a booklet was sent home so parents could discuss with, the, with their children how to stay safe in such cases. Unfortunately... We did not provide parents any guide or context. We apologize for the confusion and are thankful to parents who reached out to assist us in being better partners. Cindy Campos is the mother of a five-year-old boy who uh, who was really excited about the Winnie the Pooh book he got at school. So when he came home, he asked her if she would read it with him That's as soon as he got there. She's like, oh, of course. Holy her heart sank when she realized it was a tutorial about what to do when danger is near, advising the kids to lock the doors, turn off the lights, and quietly hide. As they read the Stay Safe book the school sent home without explanation or warning to parents, she began crying, leaving her son confused. Campo said the book was haunting her and that it seemed especially tone deaf to send it home with kids without any explanation around the same time the state was marking the anniversary of last year's Uvalde shooting that killed 19 kids. So, uh, you know, active shooter drills have become common in American schools and and certainly schools throughout Texas, uh, though there's some, you know, some disagreement over just 
how much good they are doing. Campo said that although she doesn't disagree with the book's intent, she wished it would have come with a warning to parents so that she could introduce it to her kids at the right time and in the right way. The book's cover says, quote, if there is danger, let Winnie the Pooh and his crew show you what to do. Inside, it includes passages such as, if danger is near, do not fear. Hide like Pooh does until the police appear. Oh, my God. Doors should be locked and the passageways blocked. Turn off the light to stay out of sight. Oh, my God. Uh, you know, I, look, I don't, these educators and all the research they do to try to figure out the right way to educate kids about these situations. I mean, uh, it seems like that might be a good way to be somewhat disarming about a very serious topic with the, the kids by weaving Winnie the Pooh in. But if you're going to do something like that, tell the freaking That's parents what, saying, yeah. what yeah. you're doing and don't send Junior home with a Look, Winnie they, the Pooh book who he thinks it, it's going to be a bedtime story and unlike mom the, finds out it's an active shooter thing. Unlike the school districts in Louisiana, the, the, up there they have plenty of money. But I the crime in this story is they – they did active shooter with Winnie the Pooh. Well, you know they. Somebody got paid for that. It's it's you know they back in the seventies and, and really the sixties they were doing bomb drills. Oh yeah, we did. Them. Yeah, you, you remember down, you, you know what, you go in the down, hallways. Well, you, you got down and you tucked your head between legs and kissed your asshole goodbye. <laughs> if a nuclear bomb was coming, you were, <laughs> yeah, covering your head you wasn't anyway. going to help yeah. too much. But we did those, I right? Mean, underneath I, your desk, I remember doing them. Uh, absolutely. So anything to get out of school. Oh, you, well, we, yeah. we did, but you. Nobody effed around during it because the, yeah. the teachers took it really serious. Yeah. I mean, if you well, screwed I mean, around, you were right. you were getting in a shitload of trouble. Yeah, so, um, you know, but, but these are this was a five year old they're talking about. But I think they sent the books home to uh, to kids through uh, elementary four or something like that. So well, well, uh, whatever, That's, you know, not uh, they, not, not very I'm well. I'm sure received. they need to be sending a follow up, right? Shout out to Astro for sponsoring this episode and providing us with free samples. My allergies are throwing my whole morning off. Do I sound different to you? I love that. You sound like, <laughs> it's that time of year, though, bro. I sound different to me. I feel like I'm in a submarine. Yeah, well, have you tried Astro? It's faster, bro. Oh. Right? Astro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Hey, I use this. And you should too, Jim. Last weekend, I planted my garden, and it's that time of the year, and my allergies really kicked up with it, right? I use Astapro every time my nasal allergies flare up, and I'm always amazed at how fast I'm back in the game, down on those roads, playing my stuff. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to AstaproAllergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O Allergy.com. It's faster, bro. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Astapro and go. Why are so many dogs suffering from health issues? 
Actress Katherine Heigl, who's helped save over 16,000 dogs through her foundation, says she's seen more health issues with the dog's joints, odors, and health than ever before. And after doing a ton of research, she feels there's one place we can look to improve any dog's health. What she discovered is that the way many dog foods are made can actually create toxins that could be wrecking our dog's health. And this is true for many premium brands. Fortunately, she found that just by adding a few special superfoods to her dog's food, she saw huge transformations in their health. She's made a 20-minute video explaining step-by-step how anyone can do the same thing to see incredible changes in their dog's health. Now, my dog, Phoebe, is the queen of our house, and I can tell you that her health is extremely important to us. She is a part of our family. I watched the video, y'all, and I was amazed by the things I didn't know that could impact your dog's health. This 20-minute video is packed full of tips that I've already started with my dog, Phoebe. I'm noticing more energy, healthier skin and coat. If you want to keep your dog healthy and happy, go to badlandsfood.com slash RLRC and watch Catherine's video right now. Again, that's B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S-F-O-O-D.com slash R-L-R-C. Well, I'm going to take you to the great state of Georgia. And, you know, good and bad in every profession. Well, this guy was a cop or was a deputy. Now he's not. Uh, I mean, there's a reason for it. All right. Um, he's a disgraced former Georgia sheriff's deputy, and he's been sentenced to life in prison for shooting his married girlfriend. Now, figure that one out. You say married girlfriend, I mean, she's married to someone else. That's how I take it, right? But anyway, he shot her in the back of the head after she belittled his penis size. Fighting mm. mm-hmm. words, right? Shot her in the back of the head. <laughs> Jason Moose Cunningham. Moose. Right? He can't the be named Moose, Moose right? with the his penis size. Jason Moose Cunningham, 48, formerly with the Richmond County Sheriff's Office, pled guilty to malice, murder, and possession of a firearm during the commission of a felony for the cold-blooded June 20th, 2020 killing of the 37-year-old Nicole Harrington. Cunningham told investigators that he shot her his girlfriend, and a married mom of three in the back of the head at least once after she insulted the size of his manhood, Mm. right? Cunningham then left the woman to die in a parking garage elevator in downtown Augusta. Following the killing, he was involved in an eight-hour standoff with cops before he was arrested. And on Monday, he was sentenced to 35 years in life to life in prison on the murder charge and another five years for the weapons count. And Cunningham told detectives that he'd gone to the parking garage in Augusta around 6 a.m. on June 18th to meet his lover in order to end their affair. During the conversation, Cunningham and Harrington got into a heated argument, which escalated to homicidal violence after the woman reportedly took a dig at the size of his penis. (laughs) Cunningham said... Harrington was loud, and he didn't know what to do, so he shot her in the head as she entered the elevator. That is insane. And you know what? He was a cop for 14 years before he had to resign because he busted the piss test. Can you believe that? Mm, mm, mm. I got a couple questions. 
you must wear a bulletproof no, helmet. And helmet. First of all, first of all, ladies, <laughs> there's nothing more demeaning to you know if you have a nickname like Pinky or Twiggy or something like that for your man's Twiggy. for your man's unit. I mean, <laughs> oh, that's, that's dude, not that a, sounds I personal. Mean, do Mike. we do we walk around with? <laughs> nicknames for the JJs. I mean, I, I don't have a nickname for my. I mean, that's just bad form. But oh, but prison, Woody, ex cop oh, yeah. with a miniature unit coming in. Yeah. Uh, is, is that going mm. to be known by, by those? Is that going to be? It's known uh, now because we just told them. Is it going to be yeah. known ahead of time by? Because uh, a lot of times in the uh, TV shows and movies. All the in, all the other inmates know what the guy oh, yeah, coming they, in is coming they, in for. Every one of them, they they know what the fish is coming in for. You, they know what you did, especially nowadays with all the social media and real life, real crime daily bringing you all the hot stuff. Okay. So as yeah, a, he's got strikes as an ex cop with a mini wanker, this guy's yeah. in for yeah. hard time. Yeah. And that way, really, literally hard time. Hard time. He's really in hard time because he killed the lady he was having an affair with, but she was a mom, we were young kids. And he killed her because she said he had a small dick. Well, so, uh, Anaconda and I don't have that problem. Yeah. Apparently, Mike has a twee. <laughs> it's Italian. Twiggy. It's an Italian thing. <laughs> so anyway. All right. We talk girth, not length. Girth. Right? I don't know. You better get, better get beer cans. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Length and We girth. promised we wouldn't talk like this on no, the show. No, we didn't. Anymore. Well, we didn't promise that? Uh, oh, I thought we promised that. Uh, and, and then you don't want to hear... Well, <laughs> yeah, but I'm not even going there with that one. <laughs> Stay out of trouble, would you? Yeah. We're going to go back to Texas and look, uh, cyber stalking becoming a, a problem. Of course, uh, the more and more popular these social media sites right. get and things like that, we're going to tell you about an issue uh, where an, an ex girlfriend, a man murders his ex girlfriend, and cyber stalking becoming a key component of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andrew Charles Beard, who was a resident of Texas, has been sentenced to 43 years in prison for cyber-stalking his ex-girlfriend and fatally shooting and stabbing her during a custody battle. Now, Beard pled guilty to cyber-stalking and using a dangerous weapon resulting in death, as well as discharging a firearm during a crime of violence. Mr. Beard admitted to tracking and murdering 24-year-old Alyssa Burkett, his ex-girlfriend, in a parking lot on October 2nd of 2020 in an attempt to gain custody of their young daughter. He confessed to placing a GPS tracking device on her car, followed her to the apartment complex where she worked, and then shot her in the head as she sat in the car. Mr. Beard then fled the scene, believing he had killed her. Despite being severely injured and covered in blood from a shotgun blast, Miss Burkett managed to leave her car, make her way toward a nearby building for assistance. In a shocking turn of events, her ex-partner, Mr. Beard, emerged from his SUV, proceeded to grab her from behind, stabbed her 13 times in the upper body with a sharp object. Tragically, she passed away on the scene while he fled. Upon investigating, Miss Burkett's mother, colleagues, and boyfriend informed the authorities that she had been fearful of Beard. As she believed he was tracking her and was a danger to her life, Mr. Beard had displayed an unhealthy obsession with Miss Burkett and their child. 
Three hours after the incident, police intercepted Mr. Beard in a white pickup truck as he was leaving his residence. They collected three of his phones, including a prepaid burner phone. What's a burner phone? A phone that can't be tracked. You go by the Dollar General store or wherever, and it comes with a SIM card. and um, Just can't track it to one individual. to one person. One of his phones was a burner phone, and on one of the phones, they discovered an internet search for, y'all ready for this? Here we go. What is the best way to remove gunpowder residue from your hands? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, gets them every time. How many times we got to tell you clear your search history? (laughs) In the course of their investigation, law enforcement officials conducted a thorough search of the perpetrator's vehicle, where they discovered a pair of men's hiking boots that had been cut into pieces and drenched in bleach, as well as a battery that matched the GPS trackers that had been attached to Miss Burkett's vehicle. Yeah, evidence everywhere. Additionally, a written script was found in the perpetrator's residence, which he had utilized to fabricate a false drug tip against Miss Burkett a month what? prior. So, Crazy, dude. Just yeah. Fucking get a divorce, man. Pay your child support. Don't execute him. It's horrible. And then the day following the homicide, law enforcement discovered the black SUV that he had utilized to travel to and from the crime scene abandoned in a neighborhood close to the residence. Forensic analysis of dry blood found the vehicle was a match to Miss Burkett's DNA, while DNA on a fake beard discovered in the SUV matched his DNA. He was loaded up, huh? Yeah. So this this guy had been planning this for a while. But, you know, all of that over a custody battle. It can get ugly. He's been planning it poorly. For a while, very yeah. poorly, yeah. and uh, he's gonna get away stupid people should not commit crimes, as we find out. It's crazy, and they'll, they'll probably come up with more videos and shit. I would imagine, right? Chicago, Chicago, my kind of town, home of Carlton Fisk. <laughs> Chicago, the home of hey, Carlton played Fisk. White Sox, didn't he? Played, was known mostly as a Red Sox. Yeah, well, White Sox, Chicago Bears. Bears. I remember. Like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Boom! This is this is like a just a horrible example of a lack of Chicago sports knowledge. <laughs> Carlton Fisk played for the White he Sox. He did later on in his career, but yeah. his is the 1975 Boston Red Sox and him. Hitting the home run yes, right down the left field yes. line and trying to wave it fair as he went. That was a great series, and, and that's he's known as he's known as a Red Sox. Walter Payton, anyway, that's Walter not, Payton didn't get to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. That no, was he didn't. Un, that was unfair. They should have let William the Fridge Perry sweetness score in the uh, po- possibly the worst football team video uh, song <laughs> I love uh, ever uh, ever Super done. Super Bowl Shuffle. The Super Bowl Shuffle. But anyway, Chicago winners are rough. And so when the weather warms up, the natives are restless and head to the beaches, right? And there's some great beaches along Lake Michigan there there. in Chicago. And so uh, just hours after the beach opened for the very first time this year, just hours Mm -hmm. in Chicago after the beach opened, what do you think happened on the beach? Shootings. Gunfire at the beach. Nice. Police said that between 80 and 100 teenagers were gathered at the North Avenue Beach, or I think they just call it North Beach, don't they? On Friday afternoon, when a fight broke out, the fight resulted in one person pulling out a gun, 
And so, of course, some other people are going to pull out guns. So right. the firing started. Uh, one juvenile was taken into custody. No one was injured, officials said. Um, the shooting, as I said, happened just hours after the city opened 22 beaches for the summer. Last year, 2022 Memorial Day weekend was a particularly brutal weekend for uh, uh, for Chicago where there were nine people killed. Yep. And, uh, you know, you got your new mayor in. You have uh, all these new programs that they have uh, put into place trying to impact uh, the amount of violent crime in Chicago. And this morning, these stats came out. Nine people were killed over Memorial Day weekend in Chicago. 48 people in all were shot. 48 people say, shot over one weekend. When I was there a couple of years wow. ago, I was there last year, my wife and some of the two years before I was there for a polygraph conference and that I left Memorial Day weekend. And that weekend, they shot 27 people and killed like six. But 40-something people? 40, Fuck, that's a war zone. 48 yeah. people, nine killed. And, you know, when you talk about the beaches, uh, I mean, that's normal. Those, where yeah, those are, right. I mean, safest yeah. historically. Been there. Safest area, uh, area, one of the safest areas to be in Chicago. And, I'm not going back, y'all. And the bullets are flying. Side. So I don't think... Uh, the early returns don't suggest the new mayor is a great replacement for Lori Lightfoot. Yeah, well, I think we'll keep a, following what's going on in Chicago. Than, than a mayor problem. Yeah, uh, it's a murder problem. But you know what? Fucking change because I love Uh-oh. Chicago. But I ain't so, Kinky, what crimes? It must be time to get Kinky when we hear that. It's time for that thing. I'm just saying. Crime. You get a you, your theme runs a lot longer than my banjos. I get like I get like two <laughs> beats on the banjos. You got not. a winky, and I got. <laughs> oh, this is a, a small unit complex. Is that Hi, winky. I'm gonna give you some kinky crimes for Wednesday. Now, this one, Mike, don't take offense about it. It's not personally about you. All right, it's titled "Woman Attacks Boyfriend After Bad Sex." A Florida woman allegedly attacked her boyfriend because he had an orgasm during sex, and she did. Uh, right? Eric mistake Davis, number one, right? buddy. Eric Davis, thirty, told authorities that he and Raquel Gonzalez, twenty-four, were having sex Monday when he climaxed, mm. and Raquel did not. Uh oh, he's got he has got his nut. <laughs> At that, try to hit it, forget it. At that time, yeah, right. At that time, she became upset and began hitting and scratching him, causing scratches near his eyes and nose, according to the sheriff's office. Also, Davis stated that this is not the first time that she had been physical with him, and that she goes off frequently. Mm. She didn't go off. Apparently, the right way. he's had this problem before. <laughs> she didn't go off the right way. Huh? Uh, otherwise, he wouldn't have this problem. Yeah. Davis blamed Gonzalez's aggression on personal issues rooted in her reportedly troubled past, but that alcohol may have been a factor. Imagine mm. that. Gonzalez also claimed injuries, saying that she had scratches too from where he tried to restrain her when she lost it. So she admitted to it. And she was booked in for felony domestic battery and put in the Manatee County Jail because he didn't take the time. That's it. That's he it. Do that first, and then, uh, then you, you ain't got to worry about, about it. Quick, That's quick right. You, you can be like That's Flash right. Gordon as long as they're taken care of. That's it. So, 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 
she even guilty of anything there? I mean, that's who's the guilty party in that case? I don't know. I bet they will. I don't want a woman full of jury, uh, jury full of women on there. Yeah, <laughs> find her innocent. Yeah, yeah. justifiable. And that's your kinky crime. That was your kinky crime. And now we're going to bring you to our mile high segment. Mile. A hot-headed businessman allegedly attacked a flight attendant after her colleague was not very good at <laughs> differentiating and describing the food choices to him. They must have been in first class. And this is his opinion, right? So an American Airlines passenger by the name of Robert Crozet became enraged, enraged halfway through the flight from Barbados to South Florida. Long enough where they got to serve. Has he ever had an airline meal? I mean, dude, does it matter? Apparently, he's rubber used, chicken used versus to, rubber, yeah. whatever. Yeah, well, I no, many meal, uh, airlines that still serve meals. Hey, yeah, he well, must have been. In he was going from Barbados to um, to South Florida, so but you know, yeah. maybe a long enough flight to that you get an actual meal. But he demanded to speak with the captain of the aircraft about the service he felt oh he had received. God. Yeah, because hey, we're going to stop the flight in mid-fucking-air so you can talk to the <laughs> yeah. captain. And Barbados to Florida bitch. is not yeah. a long flight. No. So he melted down, y'all, to such a degree that another traveler was moved to overpower him and force him back into his seat so that the plane could land wow. safely. Now, a little less than two hours into this four-hour journey. So it's a four-hour flight. I mean, that's that's pretty really? pretty good. Mike, I, we Mike, know it takes Mike, less time when you're G7. That's it. This guy's flying public. He wasn't in a private jet, Mike. <laughs> Grose got up and out of his seat and caused a disturbance by getting out of the seat and approaching the flight attendant. He tells the flight attendant that he was a – that he, the flight attendant, was a male, was a shitty – flight attendant and should have addressed him in a better way when giving him choices for his meals. Mm. We, I want you to call a captain. He allegedly said and started taunting a second flight attendant. Then it continued to aggressively demandingly and loudly order the flight attendants to get the captain out here. The two flight attendants told Crozet to sit back down, but he refused and continued to insist on speaking with the captain. In the midst of this altercation, he touches another flight attendant. Uh-oh. When she told Crozet not to touch her, he pushed her twice. Oh, my God. Yeah, so that flight attendant called the captain in the cockpit to make him just aware of the situation. At this point, Crozet turned his back to flight attendant number two, who is now guarding the cockpit door. She told him to sit down, but he refused to comply and pinned her against the door. All the while, all the while, you got these passengers on the flight. They're telling him to sit down. He tells them to all go screw themselves. And finally, a passenger lifts him up off the ground, places him in a seat in an attempt to restrain him. He remains in the seat for the rest of the flight, but he continued to complain to the flight attendants about the way he was treated. The captain contacted air traffic control to report the incident, which he described as having included an attempted breach of the cockpit. And when the aircraft landed in Miami, guess what happened? That's it. He was arrested. (laughs) They skull drag his ass. Yeah, they they brought him straight to jail. Uh, American Airlines, we tried to contact them, and they did not respond for comment on this incident. Hey, you know what? Mile high crime. I I love the mile high 
a section and we're doing it because we have one every day, it seems like. But the stupid yeah. people do the stupidest fucking things on air. This was yes, all over. Not he, he feels in, like they didn't quote all, him the menu. He had correctly. to be in first class to probably even get a meal, and then he's that close to the cockpit. Um, I'm sure they said a guy picked him up and put him in the seat. I mean, I'm pretty sure he got body slammed in the seat. That's how you pin his mind here in the sword. That's it. I mean, just I mean, you, you know, especially after 9/11, you act a fool on the plane, you're gonna get slammed. Yep. Well, folks, according to Kayak.com, <laughs> three-hour and 42-minute flight from Barbados to Miami, American Airlines is about $600 more expensive than Copa Airlines. I suggest he takes Copa next time, although mm-hmm. I've never heard of it, I mean, and I doubt he'll get anything more than peanuts. <laughs> but, uh, he can take spirit but, and yeah. have to pay for his shit. Extra add on Well, that's your mile-high crime for love today. It. Love that section. Looking for a new and healthier way to unwind? I was too, and then I tried Recess Mood. Recess Mood replaced that after-dinner alcoholic beverage for me, so I saw a difference in both my mood and my belly. It's made with real fruit, it is only 20 calories, and it contains no added sugar. Recess Mood is infused with functional ingredients like mood-lifting magnesium and stress-balancing adaptogens, so you can relax without the alcohol or the hangovers. Recess Mood tastes great, too, and comes in four different flavors. My favorite flavor is the Strawberry Rose. So whether you need a moment away from the errands, work, and kids, or you just need a moment of chill during dinnertime chaos, Recess Mood is where it's at whenever you need to relax and unwind. You deserve a healthier way to unwind. Head to takearecess.com slash RLRC and get 15% off Recess Mood, your go-to alcohol replacement. Hey, y'all, my wife's biggest struggle this past year was fighting the symptoms associated with menopause, hot flashes, mild mood swings, and sleeplessness. She had them all until she tried Hormone Harmony. She was amazed at how much Hormone Harmony reduced her symptoms and supported her mood and her general well-being. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women cannot stop talking about it on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. Now, here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So hormone harmony isn't just for menopause. Any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances can take it. But it's perfect for those horrible menopause symptoms that put a woman's life on hold. Hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts and low moods, Poor sleep and feeling tired all the time. Occasional bloating and gas. No desire to be in bed next to someone, if you know what I mean. Yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code RLRC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code RLRC for 15% off today. Uh, this is an amazing story. I, um, it's, it's sad. And, it's not about uh, the royals. Is it? And there's, uh, there's, there's poetic justice. No, it's not about the royals. 
Um, it's about a woman by the name of Judy Malinowski. She found herself in the middle of an altercation with her on-again, off-again boyfriend when she was suddenly doused with gasoline oh and set God. on fire. The 31-year-old, engulfed in flames behind a gas station in Gahana, which is a, a suburb of Columbus, Ohio, miraculously survived. Malinowski defied the expectations of her doctors and lived for another two years, which was plenty of time for her to record in detail her account of the incident from her hospital bed. The mother of two died from her injuries in 2017 at age 33. Her testimony was admitted as evidence at trial. It was the first time in the state of Ohio's history a murder victim was able to testify against their killer. Wow. You think about that. Yeah, right, from the grave, huh? Malinowski's case is actually uh, being produced as a documentary by MTV. I didn't know they did documentaries. It's called The Fire That Took Her, uh, which is also streaming on Paramount Plus, Woody, but not on, not on the cock. Not on the cock. It's Paramount Plus. Um, uh, the film features footage from the hospital room where Malinowski spent the final years of her brief life. She was in a coma for seven months. Jeez. She underwent 60 surgeries. She was resuscitated seven times. She had an arm amputated uh. because it was scorched to the bone. Her uh. charred face was nearly skeletal and her ears were gone. Her eyes were often widened in despair. She struggled to breathe. Her pain was just brutal. That's unreal. Uh, her fully scarred and uh, uncontrollable wails were captured on camera to give the audience a glimpse of just how much she was suffering. But yeah. Malinowski in between gasps described that the pain was like a thousand hot needles, yeah. which was later heard in court. What a horrible way for somebody to go. And I, I don't know why, I guess she, uh, I guess there was no, she couldn't just get, she wasn't, she wasn't on uh life support. She was just in. Uh, well, I'm a, sure the coma was medically well, induced it, for the, first seven months because of the surgeries and the pain and all that. But I mean, that is horrible. I've, I've dealt with burn victims and I'm going to tell you something to me. That's probably the most fucked up thing you can do. Yeah, it sounds like do. just I mean, this and, woman was in just unbelievable pain. Live, but that she, and then you live for two years in agony. That's not living. That's dying. But that she fought to be able to, uh, what did he, to, to what testify did he, and, and put this guy away. And so he is going away for a very long time for her murder. Which, it's crazy. Uh, uh, I don't get it. Uh, I mean, you throw gas on somebody, I guess you got bad intentions. Yeah. Right? doesn't say when the documentary is going to air, but it's called The Fire That Took Her. We'll look for that. Yeah, well, check that out. Well, let me take you to Florida now. Um, a woman in Florida was arrested on Saturday after allegedly driving her blue SUV onto a beach at um, Samara. Dunes Park while drunk, nearly hidden beachgoers as she sped through the sand. Sarah Ramsamy, 26, of Orlando, was charged with driving under influence, reckless driving, and failure to obey traffic control device. The Volusia Sheriff Office said in a re release alleging that Ramsamy had a blood alcohol level almost twice the legal state limit. What kind of nationality do you think Ramsamy is? I don't know if I've ever heard that before. 
Yeah. Rams. Is it a Y or an I? Y. It's a Y. Ram so, Sammy. Um, she may be Indian. Maybe so. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe I didn't think about that. Vivek Ramaswamy. No, uh, but body cam footage released from the scene show Ram Sammy and an unidentified woman speaking with the police in the moments after the incident as her car remained half submerged in the ocean waves, right? <laughs> she thought it was a boat. Eyewitness had alleged that Ram Sammy's car was going 50 miles an hour. Now, this is on the beach, y'all. 50 miles an hour and nearly hit a child. Ram Sammy says, I was the driver, and they kind of stopped us, and they said that we almost hit a child. That's what she told the police. She said, I didn't think that we did that, but that's what they told us. And We were just trying to turn around, and we didn't think – we could do a U-turn around here, so we're just trying to keep going, Rand Sammy told officers. Officers in the video. Keep going right into the right, ocean. Right, right, right. Officers in the video then told Rand Sammy they were arresting her, to which she said, okay. All right. <laughs> She's good anyway, with that? She got she got wow. released on bond and, and all that. So, y'all, and meanwhile, the beachgoers recounted their scare experience to the Today Show, noting that they felt lucky to have avoided the tragedy. And my little one, one of them says, my little one was playing in the sand, and all of a sudden this guy started yelling, hey, watch out. Ashley Young, mom to three-year-old, told today, I was just yelling at them, you almost hit my child. And she was like, mm, well, I didn't. She's <laughs> an <laughs> idiot. She didn't let her drive all the way. Like I said, she's been released from, from jail on, on bail, and Ram Semi didn't hit anybody, thank God, but uh, better insurance. Might have a problem covering that. Yeah. Submersible. Don't get behind the wheel if you're drunk, peeps. Come on. All right. We're going to bring y'all a a serious story right now, and this is something that is making, like, national headlines right now. It's a tragic story. It's out of Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and a Baton Rouge High School graduate, which y'all, if you're not from here, Baton Rouge High School is uh, the smart people high school. Right, Let's right. put it that way. As far as public schools go, right. if you go to Baton Rouge High School, you're like very, very smart. Yes. One of governors, several governors of Louisiana right. attended Baton Rouge High. So graduate Cameron Robbins is currently missing in the Bahamas after he jumps off a boat, y'all. So he's 18 years old. He was celebrating his recent high school graduation during a sunset cruise in the Bahamas when he reportedly jumped overboard on a dare. This triggered, obviously, a large-scale search. From what I understand, this this was like a pirate ship-themed uh, boat. Cameron Robbins graduated from University Lab School, which is Baton Rouge High, uh, this past Sunday, and he was he was you know on a senior trip in the Bahamas right. with with students from several local high schools, uh, and just having a good time. They decide they're going to go on a cruise, a little sunset cruise. According to witnesses, around nine forty p.m., the eighteen year old who was apparently acting on a dare took a plunge off of the boat into the ocean. Uh, Robbins was seen splashing in the dark waters a few feet from the boat and just basically they Saw the went picture. to throw yeah. something the, to him and up. he disappeared from view. Uh, the boat, as as I told you, was designed to look like a pirate ship and it remained in the area for several hours, obviously. The crew is looking for this guy. Right. 
Um, the Royal Bahamas Defense Force, which was assisted by the U.S. Coast Guard, they've been searching for this missing team uh, from the air. They ha- are having no success. Uh, you know, the family is actually they're working to get these people what they call emergency passports right. to get it to the Bahamas. I I don't know. You know, I guess it's going to make them feel better to be actually Close, there, like, but like Holloway's whether they'll go up in planes and things like that and help yeah. search, uh, you know, I would imagine this possibility, but uh, just a horrible, horrible situation. And, and I want to expand on this for a second and, and tell a quick little story just with my experience and how, it, it, you know, the ocean is no joke. Mm-hmm. I went on a, uh, it was a, like an offshore fishing trip. Okay. And if you're not from Louisiana, they have these oil rigs that are offshore and there's some big reds out I there. Was a, I was at one last week. Yeah. yeah. So me and a bunch of, uh, me and a friend and, and that friend's dad, we all go and we were like freaking halfway to Cuba. Y'all we right. were way out there. We were on the, like the last rig wow. in, in, uh, United States waters. And uh, during this, we, me and my friend are like, we're going to jump in, you know, and cool off or whatever. We're going to mm-hmm. jump in the ocean. Now, Shit. I'm a great swimmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my friend is a great swimmer. We jump in. And just the fact of the the waves like going up and down in that water, you would bob up and you would literally lose sight of the boat. Right. And we were only a few feet away from right. it. Um the waves were going away from the boat, so it was really hard to swim into the boat, even though we were just a few feet off. So my point to all that is you can lose control real quick of not only your bearings, mm-hmm. but you can be in a situation where yeah, you're yeah. swimming for your real life friends. real yeah. fast. Yeah. So um, just a horrible situation coming out. This guy just graduated from high school, probably had his whole life ahead of him, yeah. obviously did. Absolutely. And prayers for well, my, uh, my son, who graduates tomorrow, and uh, my wife are going with the school trip to the Bahamas. There you go. And they are taking not a pirate ship, but they're taking like a big catamaran yeah. on some kind of cruise. And I guess a big reason all of these uh, – they're not school-sponsored trips. The parents do right, them. Right. And one of the reasons why they picked the Bahamas is, I guess, the drinking age right, is 18. Party, yeah. So most of the kids are able to drink. So there was probably drinking going on on that pirate boat. There's yeah. probably drinking going to go on in this catamaran. I made sure last night that my son was well aware of this story and wasn't going to do anything oh, man, pretty, stupid on dares uh, while they're there. But, I'm, man, I'm that's pretty scary. sure, and I may um, be wrong, but I think they call the search off. Did they? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so mm. it's horrible for that family. Every year, I told y'all, every year, graduations and proms, so kids get killed. And uh, I hate that for them. No doubt. Oh, I think I need some banjos. Well, as luck would have it, some banjos are playing. Yeah, they are. But see, that, did you count how many beats of banjos uh, I got? I don't versus, have headphones on. Like versus either. Woody's theme, which. I know my shit's longer than yours. <laughs> <laughs> which, which is the length of a Casey and the Sunshine Band song. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, Lord. Lieutenant Jeff Holt is the assistant jail commander of operations at LaPorte County Jail in Indiana. And he was assisting deputies on May 17th when one of the people arrested refused to have his body scan taken. Mm-hmm. 
All arrestees are required to go through the, it's called secure pass body scan before being booked into the jail. Mm-hmm. The arrestee finally agreed to get the scan and during a, re- a review of the images, Holt saw something strange that appeared to be lodged inside the man's anal cavity. Mm. He could have got, probably got away with it. He had made a b- big deal about it. If you were guessing a pair of scissors, you win. Oh, my God. <laughs> How many were guessing? I don't, I don't think it had to be a pair of scissors. I'd rather put that loaded <laughs> pistol up my ass than a pair of scissors. God. The body scan is an incredible state-of-the-art tool used to ensure the safety and security of all within the LaPorte County Jail. Lieutenant Holt is commended for relying upon his training and expertise and successfully preventing a dangerous, edged, and smelly object from making its way (laughs) fully into the jail, said Captain Derek J. Allen. Right you are, Captain Allen. It was a dangerous, edged, and smelly weapon Uh, that mm, we mm, would not have wanted to have. I hope he wrapped it, the the sharp tip was something where he stuck it up his ass. (sighs) I don't get that. I'll, I'll reach out to Captain yeah. uh, Holt and, <laughs> you, you tell Captain Holt we and say inform hello. him of your question, but I think that's deserving of well, great, great dumb jokes. criminals. Absolutely love. Uh oh! They stole what? They stole what? What? Another? What they steal? What do you ever? This time you're not gonna believe this one. Uh, it's pretty funny, actually. <laughs> A man. From Miami, steals a fire truck. A fire truck? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So three counties from Miami-Dade to Boynton Beach chased a man who stole a fire truck Thursday night. Miami-Dade Fire Rescue was executing training exercises around 6.30 p.m. when a man entered one of the fire trucks and stole That's insane. Now, I've had this happen. Turn we, we were out on scenes and you, and you turn around and, you, and your buddy's cop car is gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you're chasing the guy, you're like, damn, I got my job. Anyway, That's he stole crazy. the fire truck, y'all, and and then he crashed it into an empty police car and entered mm. a full police chase involving fire rescue, Broward County's aviation helicopter, and Florida Highway Patrol. Authorities say they stopped the stolen truck on marker 86 on the Florida Turnpike near Boynton Beach Boulevard at 9 p.m., and he was arrested. That's got to be a freaking funny, fire funny car right. chase you go, to watch. If I'm going to steal something, and I, you pretty much know you're going to jail because you're not getting away in a fire truck, but I would, I would steal a fire truck. Well, I can, <laughs> or, or a backhoe. Didn't we have a guy steal a backhoe the other yeah, day? Yeah, 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 to get to the airport. But this guy, airport. this guy is still in it, but you know your ass is, is getting chased. Right? <sighs> I mean, so what? what? That's crazy. Well, until next time, I'm Jim Chapman. Well, oh, no, that was a abrupt goodbye. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Hey, hey, and thank you to all our listeners. We love and appreciate each and every one of you. And thank yes. you to our sponsors, Stamps.com, Shopify, and now Rosetta Stone, right? Where Mike is learning. Mike is learning to speak the King's English because he the can't King. talk for the fuck. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> He's always messing everything up. I'm in that mess with you. He's doing Italian. Thank you for all my supporters out there who recognize that I did win the hey, ridiculous uh, game. The, the did not. Uh, I got eight. Mike, <laughs> Mike did one of those unsolicited, un, un whatever you call it. Um, Approved? 
yeah, unapproved. And then he says, oh, I, I won this. And he, <laughs> but you know what? You got your first fangirl out of that. Or maybe you said, no, 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 no. I, I encourage you to go back and listen to the audio oh, no, and count how that. many I got lost. correct. I got eight. That. You lost. Right. Without, you lost. I didn't need don't the one that you guys loser. got wrong. Don't, don't be a sore loser. Not, and then, the, and anyway, but uh, Jim messaged me and said, Mike's got a fan girl. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, where? <laughs> so I had to look it up because I didn't even know you posted that video. Uh, don't be a sore loser, Mike. And <laughs> I'm Woody Overton. I'm Jim Chapman. And I'm Mike Agavino. <laughs> Your host of Real Live, Real Crime Daily. Peace. Shit business, you know I want. That's a lot. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.